0: thanks for being here and enjoy the show hello my loves thank you for tuning in today i just love this podcast i love being here with you i love sharing these readings and teachings and really being with you on the spiritual journey it is in our togetherness that we will persevere that we will grow stronger that we will become empowered it is is when we live inside the illusion of separateness where things are hard, things are challenging, and we feel that we're alone. And so I really hope this podcast inspires you to remember the truth that we are all human beings living out in existence (laughs) on an incredible planet (laughs) at an incredible time. So I love you for being here and thank you for your wisdom and your gifts that you're here to share with the world. And so as we dive into our reading today, Taylor is here with us looking for guidance on how to navigate grief. She lost her grandma two years ago and was unprepared for how much it affected her and changed her life. And in the process of her grieving, she closed her heart to love and is now ready to move forward and wants to step out of her comfort zone and come back to experiencing all the beauty that life has to offer. And so on this really tender journey and conversation, we look at polarity and duality, both aspects of this world that we live inside of. We talk about allowing your grief to have a place in your life and to explore it rather than run away from it. We look at how it often gets worse before it gets better and why this is. We talk about developing your own internal support system rather than looking for others outside of yourself to support you. We look at putting yourself first and prioritizing your needs as a gift of radical self-love. Being embodied to create a foundation for your heart to open from and how to do that and what that might look like. And then really that grief has no rules. It's just your own personal journey through a really hard process that has the ability to change you and expand you in ways you can't even imagine. And through that, how to harness the creative power of your grief and use it to bring something good and correct for you into the world. So my loves, enjoy this reading with Taylor. I love you. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to the show. How can I help you today?
1: Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to chat. So one of the questions that I do have is in regards to grief and the grief healing journey. For myself, I experienced loss for the first time back in January of 2022. So coming up on that two-year mark... I lost my grandma, who was a huge part of my life, and that just completely rocked my whole foundation. I was in a completely different career path at the time. However, with experiences lost, it did propel me to move into that next chapter of my life career-wise. However, I have noticed that I have become very closed off when it comes to building relationships with others. And over the last two years, I feel that my heart has become extremely guarded. And I've been single for, I would say, about eight years. And now moving into that next chapter of my life, What is the best way to navigate grief, love, relationships, and just stepping out of my comfort zone of where I don't have to feel or be alone, because I do feel that it has become safer to be alone, where now I do want to experience all the beauty that life has to truly offer.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that and for... This grief journey you've been on when we lose loved ones, it really does, like you said, rock your world and change a lot of things. And I'm loving you.
1: It has. It truly has. But there's always that polar opposite where we have experienced loss. It has shown me that there is that polarity of love where, yes, it was sad. However, it has shown me how much I can love.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of this world we live in, where we live in duality and our capacity to experience one side of the equation is in direct proportion to our ability to experience the other side. So by you taking all this time to really let yourself experience grief and be in it, you also possess the capacity to hold love so deeply and so beautifully when you're ready.
1: Thank you. That's true. And I do feel that there's many times where I can suppress those emotions where I do start to just bury myself in work or my career. And I think I get stuck and it's trying to come out of that where I want to experience life, but I guess I don't necessarily know how to or which direction to go where I can just have fun and be myself.
0: The image you're showing me and you were showing this in the beginning too (laughs) is Oscar the Grouch in his (laughs) trash can. (laughs) Like (laughs) peeking out into the world, like, uh, I don't know about out there. That's just a little suspect. I don't know what's going (laughs) on. So what's your relationship with Oscar the Grouch or what does that bring up for you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, two different things come to mind. That does resonate so deeply in two areas. So with Sesame Street, I grew up watching that show with my grandma. She loved Big Bird. (laughs) So with Sesame Street, that resonates on one end. And then on a day-to-day personal life way, I do feel that I guess growing up when I was in school, I always felt that like I was the odd one out. I was bullied growing up like in fifth grade and had to change schools and was always into spirituality. And as my life kind of just, I guess, evolved, um, just continued to get deeper and deeper into spirituality, becoming a healer myself. My sister and I, we just expanded our business. So I feel that, I guess, not necessarily... Fitting in is something that definitely resonates on that end with Oscar the Grouch. How oh okay, it's safer just to like stay in my own world, stay in my own bubble. And even prior to expanding our business, I had a skincare brand which my grandma helped tremendously in, and I would sit and just put all of my energy intention to grow the brand where I did end up saying no to different family events, or just going out with friends in order to grow the brand. And it was very successful. But once I did experience loss, it did open my eyes to say, hey, you can't really necessarily continue to live like this. There is a lot more out there. So slowly, I've been trying to rework my routine and Put myself, family, and others first. However, it's, I think I've been trying to have that balance between work, life, play, and just try to have fun.
0: Yeah. As you're sharing all that, what I see is these layers of grief. And my wonder is, I imagine, right, the path you're on, you have done a lot of work around being bullied as a child. And my wonder is Was there a grief process inside that work for what happened?
1: I don't think so. I think it was more of just doing the work to heal, but not necessarily allowing the emotions to fully rise. Because as soon as I did get the news that my grandma was going to pass on that day, I got the news and just immediately went to the gym to go work out. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was in that denial period. And then again, anytime heavier news would come, I would just shift my reality or shift to do something else rather than really sitting with those emotions. And just within... The last six months, I ended up hitting that burnout period and I injured both of my knees and I had a double ACL sprain and it made me completely shut down. And within that six-month period, all of these emotions that I thought I had healed and worked through... They weren't and they started to come up and I would start to feel them and I'm like, okay, this is different. This feels very uncomfortable. So over the last few months, it's been something that I've been working through where I thought I did the healing work, but now I think I'm in that chunk of it, but starting to come out of that light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of things happening there, right? Like, so I see it as in this grief is built on other grief. So part of the reason why you are not able to process it is because you hadn't processed the grief from your childhood. So it just became layered. Like anytime there was something that could possibly create grief or uncomfortableness, it just got layered. And our knees, right, are a lot about support, feeling supported. And as I feel into that knees, right, flexibility, like if you're talking about ACL, becoming maybe inflexible in those places, right, creating an injury. So your inability to be flexible inside of your life because of all these blocked emotions. So then the other piece is that as you started to do work, there's this level of support and trust that you placed in yourself. And what I've experienced is that oftentimes when we do start to go into these places, it gets way worse because the parts that we didn't address earlier in life suddenly get really excited that you're doing something and they want to be part of it too. Because they're like, we've been sitting here for years waiting for you. And now she's doing it. Okay, everybody, let's go. (laughs) And all of a sudden, now you're dealing with not just your grandma. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And it can be exciting. Yeah. And within the last, I would say, two months, all this inner child work has been coming up regarding that time when I was bullied and one of the practices that I've been working on is self-love as well. And when I was bullied, I was always the bigger girl and didn't necessarily really love myself when I was in fourth or fifth grade. So what I've been doing is every morning sitting with that version of myself. And I put a picture across on my bed. So first thing in the morning, when I do wake up, I see her. And I'm able to just have that conversation with her and say, you are beautiful, you are loved. And that's something that has been allowing me to hit those deeper layers of grief and allow them to come to the surface and rise to be
0: released. Yeah, that's such beautiful work. Inner child work is just so powerful. Like in my own life, I've experienced great transformation through really getting in touch with those younger parts. And I don't know if you already do this, but adding in one of the things that I have found very, very potent and powerful is letting that little girl know that you are now here to take care of her. That yes, you love her. She's beautiful. She's incredible. She's unique. And why those parts of us struggle is because they felt unsupported. And so when you have the ability to let her know, hey, nobody's ever going to do that to you again, because I've got your back. I'm here, and I'm never going to let that happen again. You can trust me. We create this relationship where you now become her protector, her parent, her guardian, in a way that she didn't have back then. Not because of blaming anybody that they should or shouldn't have, but just because it wasn't available. But what gets to change now is that it is available for her now because you are here.
1: I love that. And that's like getting all teary. That's beautiful. And it's true where now I'm able to protect her, to carry her with me into this next chapter. And it's one of things that or ethics that my sister and I built our business on because we know what it's like to be in such a state of loss and not have that support whether it be from friends from family or just those around you or not feeling that you do fit in where we are creating that business that place of safety and security So that other individuals do have a place to come to that they can fit in, they can be their most authentic self no matter what. If they are having those high, high days or those extremely low days, they have a place to come to to be who they are no matter what, when, where, why, how, and allow them that space to heal and receive healing.
0: Yeah. And the more that you give that to yourself, the more you are able to hold that for others.
1: Thank you. I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, on this healing journey, you know what I found and experienced is we can hold others only to the depths that we're willing to go within ourselves. So if there are parts of our life that we're not willing to look at, then we're not going to be able to hold that space for anyone else until we do turn towards that. And then as we are willing to sit with that, then we can sit with others inside their pain. True, It's very true. Yeah. And there's also an energetic component, right? That happens that when you're not holding that trauma in your energetic field, someone else feels that and their energetic field, right? Sees what's possible. It can now see what it looks like to live without that sitting in a field and they mirror off of us and their field gets an opportunity to build a new pattern because we have chosen to build a new pattern within us.
1: Yes. So it has that mirror and that polarity. Yeah, exactly. So what would you recommend the best way to release, I guess, in order to continue to heal?
0: Yeah. When I feel into you, I get this Sensation that is pushing up under my rib cage, as in there's this energy right around your third chakra area. Are you familiar with the chakras? Yes. Yep. Okay. So it's as if it's rising through you towards your heart and it's getting caught under your ribs. It can't continue to flow through and up. So let me just see what we can find in here for you so i see you overgiving. <laughs>
1: <It's>, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm laughing because it's true i am someone that definitely over gives and then has a hard time receiving it's a challenge
0: for me for sure yeah, our ability to receive, right, goes directly back to what we think we are deserving of and worthy of and lovable.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I love to play in the place There's an Andean shamanic word called Aini, and it means everything in right relationship. It's giving and receiving. And the idea that giving and receiving become so aligned and so equal that you can't tell where one begins and one ends. And this is the way we are intended to live with all of life, with the earth, with each other, with ourselves. And we are in this really big time of coming back to remembering this truth. And for you, I see this work right there's all of this resource power personal power that's available to you and it's blocked at your heart like under your ribs and coming into your heart center and so your path forward yes it is about grieving you feel like you've done a lot of that work though like when i feel into you yeah I would say if there's grief left in there, that grief is related to you, like the intrinsic part of you wanting you to love more.
1: Yeah, that makes sense completely.
0: So this next step for you is really doubling down on the self-love piece, like radically learning to love yourself. And that's a process, right? <laughs> Oh, for
1: sure. (laughs) Yep, especially when you are so used to giving to others. And now it's, wait, I have to give to myself as well? Or wait, no, I come first before I can give to others. And just this past Sunday, because this past weekend was just a huge emotional, I guess, another part of your grief Process, my family and I, we ended up having to go to a funeral. And it was the first time being back in that church since the day of my grandma's funeral. And I just wasn't expecting to get hit with all of those emotions again, where it just kind of came out of nowhere. And it really just, again, rocked my whole weekend and kind of just wiped me out for two days. And Sunday, I'm like, nope. This is a whole day of self-care. And so I decided for the next 30 days, starting on Sunday, I'm going to do 30 days of just self-care each day. How can I give to myself? So now the past few days, I've actually been waking up just really excited and I'm like, Ooh, what can I do today to honor myself? Even if it is just for five minutes or an hour or two. So the next 30 days I've Just added like a little challenge for myself.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful practice. And I, the word prioritize is coming forward for you, especially as you move further into the month, right? And with holidays and everything, that it becomes a priority. So there's this really beautiful energy of why you're doing it, but it feels light. And underneath, there is a heavier, not in like a negative way, but a more solid, more grounded way of this actually is a devotion or a priority that you are choosing for you. That there's more depth to why you're doing it and to really sink into that and allow yourself to recognize this is actually a value of mine that I have been neglecting.
1: Exactly. Because it's like, oh, I know I'm worthy of love and self-love, but now it's time to truly, the time to feel it and to feel that this is what self-love is rather than just the knowing.
0: Yeah, the word I love to play within those places is being. You are being self-love. Like feeling is actually just a side effect or a component of what you are being exactly so it's beautiful yes where would you like to go from here
1: I guess just what other steps I can continue to take in order to just to harness that self-love in order to continue to allow my heart to truly be open and release that guard
0: I'm just feeling into that for you So I'm sensing sensation in my third eye and in the beginning you were mentioning your spiritual journey, you're very spiritual and what can happen as we open up more spiritually is that our body, right? Our physical body, our energetic body can get confused because we're running more spiritual information and our physical body likes to run dense energy from the planet. So it's important that we connect in with our body as well on this journey. So often we're only connected to the upper chakras, to Having experiences that are outside of our body or with beings and that are not grounded in a body, right? Or not of the earth plane. And I have learned that both sides of this equation are incredibly important, or our body starts to have challenges or malfunctions or things happen. And you're bringing me back to your knees where as you're opening up more into the spiritual realms, your body is really asking you to become also more aware of the physical realm and your body related to it. So as you move into these practices of self-love, the invitation is to include your body, right? So often we get, oh, I want to open my heart, And it's all about our thinking process about ourselves and mantras and meditations and things that are all very light and in the upper realms. And the balance is being in your body. What are you really doing to love your physical body, to move it, to nurture it, to stay connected to it in the same amount of capacity. Again, we're back into that duality, right? Your capacity to go up is in direct relationship to your ability to stay in body and be grounded.
1: Exactly. That makes so much sense. Because I do spend a lot of time in meditation or in other spiritual practices, like going to sound baths. However, I think I do neglect somewhat of, I guess, the physical, where I love working out, yoga, and moving my body. But I am someone that is definitely ungrounded, where my sister, she is always reminding me to ground myself, ground my energy. So I have been trying to incorporate more practices in order to stay grounded. But I do love that, being able to have that balance.
0: Yeah, that feels like a focus for you, right? Like as you are opening your heart, it's taking me back to this block sensation that's underneath my heart, which is about in order for your heart to open, it has to have a pedestal to stand on. And if you are not actively working your root, your second and your third chakra to create a strong foundation, the heart is like, I don't know about opening because what's supporting me? right? The heart will open when you give it that foundation that it feels safe to open, right? For lack of a better word, it needs to know it's supported. It needs to know that you are rooted and grounded in your body so that it can say, okay, now I can open. I know I'm supported. Exactly.
1: That makes so much sense because it is that channel, that bridge between the lower three and the upper three.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. What wisdom are you taking away today?
1: So much incredible wisdom. This was absolutely beautiful. And it's allowing me to continue to find balance, but balance within myself so that I can love who I am no matter when, where, why and just allow myself to continue to heal to feel the emotions whether it be the highs or the lows and just to be and to celebrate myself celebrate my journey and where it's allowing me to transcend to that next level and allow and thank my younger self for experiencing Things that she went through, but now to have forgiveness for her and say that you are supported. And now we are going to be supported now and now be able to support others as well.
0: Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) There's just one last thing dropping in about when you do experience grief, right? Like when you went into the church or the place of the funeral and you were hit by a wave to really be gentle with yourself in those moments and know that grief has no rules. There's no way it should be, or there's no correct way to walk through it. There's just your unique way. And that it's going to just be part of you for a little while, yet know that when it does come up like that, that you're not like back to ground zero kind Mm -hmm. of thing, that you have done the work, you have walked through it. And yet that is the nature of grief that it just takes us by surprise and it can consume us. And a beautiful practice in that place is to make something with it because there's an energy available to you, right? Like that day, it just was All over you is the way I see it. And so you can either let it be all over you or the invitation is to recognize, oh grief, you are here. What a potent, powerful energy. What should we create together today? Because I want to use you for something beautiful and purposeful for the planet and allow yourself to be in it and open up intuitively. And I'm imagining some pretty amazing stuff might come through there that you and grief can create together.
1: Thank you. Thank you. That's the perfect message rather than just sitting there. And because I felt that it was probably one that because it took me by such a big surprise, I had no idea what was happening. And I'm like, I've never felt like this before. And it was as if I was just completely numb in that moment. And once I was able to come out of it by doing just some breath work and just noticing the senses around me, I was able to just come back to the present moment. But now looking back at it, I could definitely use it to create beauty for sure.
0: Well, does this feel like an okay place to land today? It does.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.